Welcome back to the 32 podcast. Happy Halloween from everyone here at the TTP, which today is just me, your host, Kate. I am here to explain a few things about Halloween that I did not know, and I figured someone else needed to know them as well as your bestie who's going to explain all the things. It's the Halloween episode. So first things first, I've always had a few questions about Halloween. What are the origins? Where does it come from? Why do we care? Why do we dress up? Why is there candy? All those things. I know you're going to say it's all Hallows Eve. It's before, you know, all Saints Day, la la. Yes. And that is true. But I've done a little research this morning and I figured I might as well share the wealth. I am not a huge Halloween person. I hate scary movies, hate being scared, hate guts and gore, despite what I do for a living. It's not my jam. Um, I can get behind kids dressing up, you know, as their favorite character, superhero, princess, whomever, and, you know, asking for candy and people will give it to them. And that is probably the best thing about Halloween, but everything else really isn't my style. Um, I would say the best costume I ever wore. I went as a post-it to a party in college. Once I got one of those big, like highlighter orange t-shirts and just carried around a Sharpie all night and people drew all over me. It was actually a really good idea. And like cheap as heck, the shirt was like three bucks, very minimal, minimal effort. That's my favorite, probably favorite adult costume. If it's even considered a costume, it was just lazy. And then as a kid, I once went as pebbles from the Flintstones. And I think I have a picture I could post on my Instagram to show you. That was pretty cute. My mom would be like, Oh, that was so cute. And it it was pretty good. Um, my worst costume. I don't know if you don't dress up, I guess that's your worst costume. If you don't have, you know, the holiday spirit or cheer, but I'm holding out for tomorrow. When we make, when we wake up Mariah Carey and Christmas can begin. Cause that's when I really, really shine. <sighs> anyway, I guess my worst costume. I once went in high school, I was lazy when I was a volleyball player, which means I wore my someone's uniform around and asked for candy, which like, whatever, we can get past it. You know, I'm in my 30s. Many of you who listen are in your 30s. And I think pol- Halloween is a very polarizing holiday. You're either super into it and you go to a party and you want to do all the things and then you just don't. It seems that every year I make a chili, which I am currently making a chili in my crock pot right now. So maybe that's my new Halloween tradition. And I do have candy to give out to little trick-or-treaters. However, I live in a community that is mostly everyone over 80, except for like my husband and myself and like three other families. So I don't know how many people I'm going to get. So I may be eating Halloween candy for quite some time. If you need a refill, you just come to me and let me know and I'll bring you some because I don't need all this candy by myself. All right. So first things first, the history of Halloween. And this comes to us from no other source than the History Channel. Who could I possibly trust more? So they're telling us that Halloween has roots in the ancient pre-Christian Celtic festival of Samhain, which I think I'm saying that right. Who knows? It's Celtic. Who even knows? Which is celebrated the night of October 31st. The Celts who lived 2000 years ago, which is now Ireland, the UK, and some parts of France, believe the dead returned to earth on this particular holiday. And on the sacred night, people gathered to light bonfires, offer sacrifices, and pay homage to the dead. So I can get behind that. Um, during these celebrations, villagers disguised themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away phantom visitors. Banquet tables were prepared for food was left out to placate unwelcome spirits. So like, I think their whole vibe was like, feed the spirits and they won't bother you, which I can also get behind that. There's many spirits I want to feed, so they don't bother me. In later centuries, people began dressing as ghosts, demons, and other malevolent creatures performing antics in exchange for food and drink. This custom known as mumming dates back to the middle ages and is thought to be the antecedent of trick-or-treating. Let's see. That's kind of a long article. Yes, I'm reading it right from the source. So I give you the right information. What other kind of reporter would I be if I did not do that? 
um, once Christianity spread, 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 oh good Lord, spread to the Celtic land where it gradually blended and was supplanted by older pagan rites. <laughs> people would visit wealthy people would visit wealthier families' homes and receive pastries called soul cakes in exchange for a promise to pray for the souls of their homeowners' dead relatives. All right, practice known as souling. That's interesting. Let's see. La, la, la. Yada, yada, yada. Modern-day trick-or-treating has elements akin to annual celebrations of Guy Fox Night, also known as Bonfire Night. On this night, which commemorates the foiling of gunpowder plot of 1605, British children wore masks and carry effigies while begging for pennies. Uh, okay. I can get behind that, too. Free money. Something, something. Something about bones. Let's see. La, 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 la. In the early 20th century, Irish and Scottish communities revived the old world traditions of souling and guising in the United States. By the 1920s, however, pranks had become the Halloween activity choice for rowdy young people. Okay. The rowdies. Unfortunately for them, the Great Depression hit and it exacerbated the problem of mischief, which led to vandalism, physical assault, and sporadic acts of violence. Well, that sucks. Also, you know, during the Depression. You know, I do consider Halloween a violent holiday. I am not a scary movie person. I am not a let's be frightened type of activity type of person. If you're into that, I don't judge you whatsoever. But that's just not my my jam. So I don't know that I would have liked this this time either during the Great Depression, you know, sporadic, violent Halloween stuff. So, however, with the outbreak of World War II, sugar rationing meant there were fewer treats to hand out and so that no candy, no candy for the kids, even the ones that are causing mischief. At the height of the post-war baby boom, trick-or-treating reclaimed its place among other Halloween customs. It quickly became standard practice for millions of children because uh, there was candy, there was sugar. We were no longer sending sugar and chocolate overseas um, and using it for other things for, you know, during the war. Obviously, no longer constrained by sugar rationing, co- candy companies capitalized on the lucrative ritual, launching national advertising campaigns specifically aimed at Halloween. So there we are for all you corporate consumerism theory people there's your answer today americans spend an estimated 2.6 billion dollars on candy on halloween according to the national retail federation and the day itself has become the nation's second largest commercial holiday probably second to christmas maybe or valentine's day either way it's a lot of candy so there you go there's the history of that um i also have a few statistics for you the highest grossing horror movie of all time I'll give you a minute to think about it. I haven't seen any of these movies, so I didn't have any good guess. But it grossed $700 million worldwide. The, a very close second was The Sixth Sense, which grossed $672 million worldwide. But with inflation, would The Sixth Sense be higher? Is this adjusted for inflation? I don't know. It's from Wikipedia. We'll go with it. Uh, World of the Worlds was third, and I Am Legend was fourth. I put in Halloween movies, but then it gave me all like the Halloween, like Michael Myers Halloween movie series. And that isn't what I meant. So anyway, the most popular candy, if you want to say it with me on three, one, two, three Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Followed by Skittles. Yuck. Who, who has the time for that? It's not chocolate. Three M&Ms, four Starburst. Five hot tamales, six sour patch kids, seven Hershey's kisses. Who gives those out on Halloween? That's a, what a waste of time. And what a crapshoot. Like you get so much more candy if you give out something else. 
I, I'd be pissed if I got a Hershey's kiss. Anyway, eight is Snickers, nine is Tootsie Pops, and 10 is candy corn. Interesting. Um, the best candy. So that was the most popular candy. The best candy, Reese's Cups, second M&M's. There we go. Chocolate lovers, unite. Apparently, there's some war on candy corn. Despite being the 10th most popular candy in the U.S., it was voted the worst candy of all time. This article is from USA Today. Here are the rest of the 10 worst candies ever. Number one, candy corn. Number two, circus peanuts. That makes sense. Three, peanut butter kisses. Four, Smarties. I believe that's the American Smarties, those chalky things, not the European M&M Smarties. Anyway, five is Necco wafers. Six is wax Coke bottles. Who still gives those out? We need to speak to them because they're a waste of time and money. Number seven, Mary Jane's. I don't know what that is. I'll figure it out. I'll tell you on this week's episode. Number eight, Tootsie Rolls. That's pretty good. Nine, Good and Plenty. And 10, Black Licorice. Licorice is the devil's candy. I It's disgusting. Can't stand it. Whoever likes it, ugh. Yuck. Yuck, yuck, yuck. All right. Moving on in my statistics here. Also from USA Today, the top 10 Halloween searched for costumes. So the top 10 searches for 2021 Halloween costumes. I don't know people are going to wear. They're going to wear it this weekend. I'm seeing a lot of, still seeing a lot of Harley Quinn and she's on the list too. Seeing a lot of animals, a lot of Britney Spears. People are doing Britney very well this year. Very, very good. So the top 10 2021 Halloween costumes. Number one is a witch. I thought we'd get a little more original than that, but okay. Number two is a rabbit, which is freaky and horrible. The Easter Bunny is worse enough. Now we got to do it on Halloween. Number three is a dinosaur. I once went as a dinosaur. I think it was two. Good, I had a tail and everything. Number four, Spider Man. Number five, Cruella Deville. That makes sense. That movie was awesome. Number six, a fairy. Number seven, Harley Quinn. Number eight, a cowboy. Hmm. Go Giants. Number nine, a clown. I'm freaked out by clowns, so no. And number ten, Chucky. So the amount of people that looked for costumes to go as Chucky seems like a lot to me. It seems seems like too much, and I don't think they mean Chucky from the r- little no from the Rugrats. I don't think they mean, they mean that crazy doll. They don't mean, you know, nice Chucky. Anyway, you're suffering along with me, I know. So my last statistic here, and this comes from travelmarketreport.com, the top 10 spookiest American towns to visit for Halloween. Number one was a surprise to me, Sleepy Hollow, New York. I thought it would have been Salem, but apparently not. Obviously the home of the legend of Sleepy Hollow, this quiet little town serves as a popular Halloween city that still boasts its iconic unofficial mascot, the Headless Horseman. That kind of makes sense. Number two, Salem, Massachusetts. That goes without explanation. Number three, New Orleans, allegedly for all of its haunted houses and ghost tours and all that stuff. Number four, Dallas, Texas. I don't know what's so scary about Dallas. Um, but specifically, Screams Halloween theme park. That kind of doesn't count. It's not like, you know, the town itself. It's what they create. Orlando, Florida. Parts of Orlando are scary. That is certainly true. Number six, Independence, Kansas. You know, as a Kansan, I was surprised by this. I've never heard of this spectacle or town. Apparently, they have this tradition called the Neola. It's Halloween spelled backwards festival. It's the largest annual event in the state, drawing up to 75,000 visitors. Seems like a lot to go to, you know, the middle of freaking nowhere. Number seven, New York, New York. New York is scary, especially since de Blasio is still mayor. Number eight, Long Beach, California. Mm, 
Oh, because one of the most haunted places in the world is the cruise liner, the Queen Mary, and that is docked in Long Beach, California. Interesting. Number nine, Estes Park, of course, known for the Stanley Hotel, which is where they shot The Shining. I won't be going there. And number 10, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, where you could visit visit the Eastern State Penitentiary. I also will not be doing that. That seems like a lot. seems like a lot of, you know, travel to be spooked and travel to not have a good time just to like, you know, panic and shit. And for my last fact of the day, Americans spend $10 billion annually on Halloween, including candy, costumes, and decorations. And that's quite a lot of money. I'm hoping Christmas we spend a lot more than that. And I'm sure we do. Anyway, I hope you guys have a very happy Halloween. Stay safe out there. If you're trick-or-treating, I hope your kids have a great time. If you want to do that Jimmy Kimmel thing and hide all their candy, that is so funny. Highly recommend it. Um, If I have any trick-or-treaters this year, if the old people decide to go trick-or-treating, I will fill you in and let you know. Anyways, thank you for listening to the 32 Podcast. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, continue to leave a five-star review, but tell me what I can improve on. All your questions can be sent to our email at 32pod at gmail.com or on our Instagram at 32pod. And remember, it's never too rude to have 32. Happy Halloween.